0: Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that anyway enjoy the following episode so quite a few people with their hands up now so let's get started we're only here for the hour akp i'm going to come to you first what's your question
1: hi yeah so i've got two parts to my questions really um first of all thank you for taking the time to answer these questions That's okay Pleasure. Um, my first question is basically um i've had a um my first um court court hearing for a 100 child arrangement order yeah um due my second one on the 23rd of um 23rd of may um i didn't get no court documents or um any court orders i've I've emailed them um on the 26th and and also today, just in case they don't send me anything um do you know what i need to prepare for i mean do i need to do a positioning statement or i I don't know what to prepare prepare for to be be honest
0: did you say it was a directions hearing
1: Uh, No, um, they ordered a Section 7 report and and a second hearing, I think it'll be the, um, whatever the Section 7 report says,
0: really. Well, the the Section 7 report is the report that's going to be prepared by CAFCAS, but the actual hearing itself, it might be called a um, a, a directions hearing, the word went completely out of my head then, a directions hearing, or it might be called a dispute resolution hearing. And the reason that it's good to check is because a court can't make an order at those types of hearings unless the parties agree. So if you guys don't agree, then the court can't make the order. The only time a court can make the order is at a final hearing. So just wanted to share that with you because it's worth knowing what you're going into, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure that yours will be a directions hearing and not a a final hearing. So in that regard, it really is important to put together a position statement. And the position statement yep. will only be like one page of A4, maybe going into two, but it will just summarise yep. the background, you know, in one, one or two paragraphs, um, what the background is to this matter, who's made the application and why, and what your position is, what you think the court should do. Um, and the courts really do um, enjoy a position statement because it brings them right up to speed with what each of the parties wants and are looking for um, without having to necessarily trawl through all of the papers
1: okay, so even if if Kafka has the section seven report um would they would they sort of read that on on the on the second hearing too or would they take out? yeah
0: yeah so so the the section seven report will be filed and served before that hearing, and at the end of the report okay. it will give recommendations. So the court yep. will be much um, heavily guided by Kafkas's recommendations, and what they'll be looking to see from the position statements is if the parties mm. are in agreement to those recommendations. Now, if the parties okay. are, then an order could be made, yep. because both of you agree. Yep. But if the parties yep. aren't in agreement, then chances are the matter will be set down for a final hearing.
1: Okay, that's great. And, and the second part of my question was, um, I've sent all my contact reports um, to the Kafka lady. Yeah. Um, and she's sort of just famously saying first of all she's gonna to speak to the mother first and then she's gonna to speak to me the reason being, just in case the mother says things that I don't agree with. Um but on one of my reports she said my son keep on, said um, keeps on saying that um, and he's um he's got special needs, kept on saying that. Dad's lying. Dad's lying. Dad's lying, and it was like you know. Every time I went to see when the contact centre, so the yeah. contact centre sort of put, put a note on that on the report. Yeah. Uh, can I rebut this on the um on the position statement? Can I can I can I can I address that? I want to address it basically.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, mm. you can <laughs> keep it short and to the point. You don't have to um you know make it pages and pages worth, but just I'd like yes. to address paragraph thirty four because each in the CAFCAST report it'll all be paragraph numbered. So you'll be able to say, I'd like yeah. to address, uh, address paragraph 34, uh, never criticise, okay? So, yeah. you know, my version yeah. would be that this happened, this happened, this happened. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So you're just That's... going to give a different view to it. Never say things like, are wrong. Um, mother doesn't know what she's Ooh. talking about. Because y- yeah. you've always got to be aware of how you are portraying yourself. And all you've got really yeah. is your words, mm-hmm. the written word and what you say in court. So, you know, the court's yes. not going to be emotionally involved like you are. The court's not going to be as passionate yes. about this as you are. So try to keep the emotion and the passion out of what you're writing and what you're saying, okay?
1: Okay. And where, 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 how do I listen back to the podcast? Pod, you mentioned this is on a podcast. How do oh, I yeah. manage to... Yeah, like, so you
0: just go the, on to Spotify. To the... Yeah, just go on to Spotify, and it's just the Legal Queen podcast. Um, and we've got, we've got oh, quite, a I... few, quite, quite a few on there now. How many, Pad, would you yeah. say? It's about
1: 12,000 a month.
0: Yeah, so there's quite there's quite a few listen to it about twelve thousand a month now.
1: You can
0: go on Amazon, Apple, anywhere. Oh, Amazon, Apple. I'm being told anywhere. (laughs) There you go. Do you know when that will be up then? So they go out every. They normally go out on a Tuesday and a Wednesday morning, but because it's a bank holiday this week and next week, it will be Wednesday and Thursday
1: okay all right. thank, thank you very much and Lovely. just one last thing could you at, at, at the end of this call could you could you answer what, what why, why are you helping so many people at your own time absolutely I'm really interested just to know so uh, you know i know other people have got questions so yeah yeah you can maybe just you know on your wrapping up speech it'd be really good to hear why you help all these people sure and me yeah. included so that'd be really great thank you for okay. your help no thanks. problem Bye.
0: all right thanks bye-bye um, I'll, I'll answer that now, actually, for AKP. I do it because I was a legal aid solicitor for many, many years. Um, and in 2013, there was changes, um, government-led changes, which meant that legal aid wasn't available for family law um, anymore. So people are literally stuck. I see it from both sides. I see it from clients who are stuck and who you know at at times just worry themselves sick about what they're going to do I also see it from the legal perspective you know because we've got more litigants in person the court system is is just choking because people are trying to do it themselves and don't know what they're doing so they're the main two reasons I do it really Um, okay so my next hand up is TikTok coach hello Katie how are you hi Tracy how are you I'm good thank you how can I help Oh, good, good, good. Um, so I'm,
2: Um, <clears throat> my mental health has taken a huge battering, yeah. trying to um, be that person that you were just talking about and represent myself. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, And as much as I said I wasn't going to sell the house, because I've got two little girls who are three, my ex is just making it so difficult. And I'm at the point where I think I'm just going to sell and just get him off my back and do it that way. But I live at the bottom of the country and I'm actually from the top of the country. And so I was thinking of going up there and he's saying that he will contest and stop me from moving up there. Is he
0: allowed to do that? Well, he can, absolutely. So what you need to do is make application for a relocation application. Okay. Now I will tell you that whilst it's a, it, it can be a lengthy application, Generally, the courts will not stand in your way, because to prevent you from living where you want to live, whether that be because of a support network or employment opportunities, wouldn't be fair to you. So generally, Mm. if the main carer of the child is looking to move, whether it be within England, outside of England or overseas, the court will try and accommodate. And what the court's priority will then be is, well, how do we make sure that the child has contact and sees the other parent? So to answer your question, yes, he can, you know, stop you. But will he succeed long term? I suspect not.
3: Okay, okay, right.
0: That's all I needed to know for now. Thank you. Lovely. It's a pleasure. No problem. Bye bye. Cheers. Uh, Danielle, you are next up. How can I help? hello can you hear me i can danielle how can i help um
3: so i was a while ago asking questions about changing my children's surname in court yeah um and we got that granted so I've i've now got an order to double barrel the children's surnames perfect well done i'm just wondering how i go up how I go about making it like official? Is it just the court order that I need, or do I
0: need yeah. to do a So, well, now you've um, got the court order. So, what the court order effectively does is it bypasses you having to get dad's permission. Okay. So, when you yeah. do it by depole now, you can show them the court order that says the court grant you the permission to change the name. So that that's all you need. But yes, I mean, you you've got the permission to do it now, but you haven't actually done it. Okay. So I would, be, yeah, I would so be how do
3: I how so, do I do it Where do, when I'm looking google there's
0: under the deed poll there's one that's saying it's 50 quid
3: 1 cent 80 quid 1 all over the
0: yeah oh okay well i think i mean i i, I don't know who who's official but to, to change it by deed poll my understanding is that they'll be registered um and that's you know you would just send down the birth certificate and the court order so I think it's up to you who you choose. As long as you are getting a recognised certificate by Depol, then um, that, that's what you're looking for when you're doing your Google search. Not a specific company that does it? No, like no. gov.com or no. UK or whatever? No, 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 no 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 and does it
3: have to be witnessed and signed by a
0: solicitor i don't or? know I, I mean as i say i we don't do this in in the family law arena so i've never done a, a deed poll you'll, you'll have to just see what their criteria is as to what it is that they need i'm pretty sure it's right. all done by post and you just send the forms electronically right okay all right right then thank you right. yeah welcome. that's great thank okay, you okay bye uh, vegan turtle bye. you are next up on my list whenever you are ready and then I'm going to come to you, Rich Chili. Um, vegan Turtle's taken a little while, so Rich Chili, um, hopefully. Oh, there we go. Vegan Turtle, you, I've got yourself on mute. So just take yourself off mute and ask me your question. You um, can see on TikTok being asked if the, t- uh, if the passport lady's on today. Passport lady's called Karen, and yes, she is there. Um, So if you start your question with H M P O, vegan. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Vegan turtle. Can you? Can I hear you? I think I could. I could just hear Rich Chilli. But I'll give you an opportunity, vegan. No, let me pop you back into the audience. It may work a second time. And Rich Chilli, I'm going to come to you. What's your question?
4: Yeah. Hi there. Um. Uh. I. Uh, my ex-wife uh, separated uh, and got a decree nisi uh, about four and a half years ago.
3: Yeah,
4: uh, I moved out of the uh, out of the marital home, which is also the home for our eleven-year-old son, and she was uh, the primary carer. Now, uh, before lockdown, she was uh, diagnosed with cancer yeah. uh, and had surgery and couldn't look after him. So, uh, during that period of time, I was actually technically homeless with a with us an, and sort of a, a nine-year-old in tow. Uh, and I, fortunately a friend put us up, and I, I stayed in his floor in Chatham for. And I had sole ca- custody of him for about eight months during this period of time, whereas she stayed in the in the fam- family home with the benefits all that came with. Uh, and um, now I'm trying to finalise our divorce and get a decree absolute and a financial order in place. Yeah. Uh, I've suggested uh, mediation uh, first of all through amicable, uh, and uh, which which she, uh, didn't reply. Then uh, I did my AMs. Uh, uh, and uh, they contacted her, and she said that she wasn't interested in talking to them, uh, and um, and so now I'm sort of like stuck in limbo because uh, the next stage, I guess, is basically paying for a solicitor to to get a I, I assume a form A I think is the next the next yeah. stage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, obviously I don't have any income. I mean, my as it is, I've now living. I have my son three days a week um uh, and my my rent for, for where I'm staying, had to buy it for somewhere he could stay with me mm. my rent is double what the mortgage it was on the house property. I no, no longer pay the mortgage on the house but still, but I'm still on the mortgage uh and uh I just wanted to say is like i don't I'm a bit stuck because i mean I, I spoke to her yesterday uh when I was dropping arthur back from from uh from having him for a few days uh, and said that I want to finalize the divorce and uh, to which her response was well'll get me a ticket for Glastonbury and we'll talk. Because uh, we used to go to gatsby together as a family.
5: Yeah.
4: And, uh, and last time was the first, first time I didn't uh, because uh, because I, I work that's why that's why I, I work in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, no, usually I'd sort of arrange a ticket for her as well, which I can't can't continue to do.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, and, um, and so yeah, basically, last after the last gatsby, she didn't actually talk to me at all for four months. Right. And so it's become a bit of a sticking point in our relationship. But really, the thing is, she's refusing to engage with mediation. Um, I'm trying everything I can, but he's absolutely point blank, refusing to deal with it, knowing full well that I don't have the financial wherewithal to uh, to pursue uh, finalising things legally. I'm wondering what I can do at the next steps.
0: Well, you, you, if she's not willing to engage with mediation, then you're going to have to seek the yep. court's assistance on this so the option that you Mm -hmm. have is to represent yourself which isn't as scary as it seems so complete your form a and if you're not sure what it is that you are asking the court for simply tick all the boxes okay there will be one court fee to pay which is 275 pounds and that's it that's all you will have to pay for the entire process okay the court no. will then send you out directions as to what to do. And the first direction will be completing yeah. a Form me and attaching your paperwork yeah. to it and swapping it with the other side. Now, of course, she will be ordered yeah. to do the same. So by making yeah. your financial application, you're almost forcing her now to comply. And literally, okay. you'll, you'll just go through the process. But at each step of the way, the court will tell you what the next stage is. Okay, and what I would say to you is just get the ball rolling exchange for me and then you might think you know what I've done my for me I've got her for me I now could do with maybe one hour's legal advice to see where we go from here or you might not you might know exactly what it is that you're asking for but do it yourself. Well, we, when,
4: we, when we first separated, we yeah. When we first separated, we did discuss like a like a, sort of a measure order uh, where she would keep the stay in the, pro- the property as it's Arthur's primary home. Yeah. Until Arthur's like uh, 60 and then divide the property. And yeah. she actually said she wanted a 60 40 split because I quote I have an inheritance coming to me at some point. Which is obviously yeah. nothing's ever a given.
2: Yeah. But
4: my but my mum has a has a family home which uh, and and two children. Whereas uh, during since since we actually separated, uh, both her parents have passed away. Uh, now I've got no interest in pursuing anything from her, other than other than basically like stabilising myself in the future. Because at the moment, I might like, yes, I'm paying sky high rent of the instability, instability because yes, she has all the stability of the family home and uh, and so on and so on. Yet when when it was actually needed, when when during lockdown and when uh, that then basically it was of no benefit to my son and myself whatsoever. Even though the reason I let us, uh, I, I agreed to, to stay in the family home was was that uh, was, it was Arthur's primary home. Yeah. But I had eight months of him sleeping on a floor in Chatham. So yeah. like, it's kind of a... It hasn't really panned out as... But it's very difficult because... What, what say, I'm hearing, yeah.
0: if I can just jump in, what I'm hearing is that obviously yeah. you haven't taken legal advice. <clears throat> she certainly hasn't taken any legal advice no. because if she had, she wouldn't be. So the pair of you are kind of going round and round in circles. So I, I'm going to say again, yeah, yeah. get your Form a issued get the ball rolling and then at some point take an hour's legal advice because once you know what she's entitled to and what and what you're entitled to and and the the likelihood of the order the court's going to make it'll be plain sailing from there okay
4: okay yeah Right. and then that's basically then the nisi the absolute and then that's it done
0: and that's it done yeah that's it you'll be finished
4: oh all right okay okay thank you you're welcome thank you very much (laughs) bye-bye Thank
6: you, bye.
0: Uh Chris, you are next up. What's your question?
6: Hi there. Can you hear me all right?
0: I can, yeah. How can I help?
6: Lovely. Um, so my uh, brother's partner walked out of the family home and took the kids with him. <clears throat> Sorry, with her. Um, they weren't married or anything. Um, he's been seeing the kids on an ad hoc basis, usually over the weekends, Uh, um, for the past, well, since she walked out. Um, She's refused to settle things between them, so to see the kids on a sort of 50-50 basis. So he invited her to mediation. Now, she today has refused mediation. Um, And my brother has all but given up really um he's saying that he doesn't want to take her to court because she's that there's a few lies that she's told her solicitor so he's now concerned that the um the courts will instantly side with her um so for, for example i'm not saying this has happened this is just an example um If she was to then turn around and say to the courts the reason why I've refused mediation is because he was abusive or he um, he made me suffer with my mental health or he's a danger to the kids, he's worried that that's gonna a lie like that will go on record and then just ruin everything. Um, So so my question really, it's quite convoluted. I do apologise. My question really is: Will the courts listen? for something like that and instantly make a decision or would they require their evidence to substantiate her
2: claims
0: yeah so they certainly won't make an instant decision and this happens all the time so tell your brother not to be concerned about it okay every Mm -hmm. time we go to children's court generally one of the parents are throwing allegations about the other sometimes they're true sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not You know, I've I've had people make horrendous allegations about the other side that simply aren't true. They're just not true. Um, So tell your brother that the courts are very used to seeing this. So he will go along to court Mm -hmm. and he's asking for a child arrangements order. He just wants a regular framework of contact to see his child. She's saying, oh, well, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't do that, but I can't do that because I've got welfare concerns because of this, that and the other. First thing the court will do is get Kafkas involved to look into it further. Has any of this been reported to the police? Do we have any concerns coming from social services? Have they ever been involved, etc.? And from there then, they're going to be asking mum to be really specific. What exactly happened? When did this happen? Let's have dates, let's have times, let's have the exact um, details of the incident, and then the court will decide. But this process, what I'm talking about, is legally called a fact find, and takes generally between six to nine months to complete. So mm-hmm. because tell your brother that the, um, the motivation behind the court is to always make sure that the child has a relationship with both parents. So instantly mm-hmm. they're gonna want the child to have a relationship with both parents. And they're going to be looking, really digging for areas of concern if mom raises them. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to prove that. So I don't think he's got okay. anything to be, to be concerned about.
6: That's great. Okay. All right. That, that's brilliant. That's great. Thank you so much for all your help. You're an absolute hero. Thank oh, you. thanks,
0: Chris. Bye-bye.
6: Cheers. Bye-bye. Um,
0: can I just remind as well that Anne is on TikTok tonight? So for those of you that have some uh, CMS queries or questions, Anne is in the house. She's on TikTok um, live right now, um, so she will be able to assist. Vegan, let me come back to you. Can I hear you this time? No, oh, I'm so sorry, vegan. Um, Might be that you've got headphones or a mic or something. You're definitely not on mute anymore, but I can't hear you, I'm so sorry. Your green box isn't lighting up. Sorry, I will try you again if you want to put your hand up. James, I'm gonna to come to you next. What's your question?
5: Hello. Hello. Um, very, very quick question. So we've been to court, we've done the first resolution dispute hearing,
0: Yeah.
5: Um, and there's basically allegations against my brother, which just weren't true, and Kafkas found no report, and the court basically turned around and said, well, put it in as a recital, I think that's the word they used, mm-hmm. into their consent order for child arrangements,
0: Yeah.
5: so that he's only around the children when I'm present.
0: Yeah.
5: My question is, what is a recital, and is it enforceable?
0: A recital is almost, it's a recording of what we've said in court. So to give you a couple of examples, recital number one might be um, the applicant and the respondent agreed that there was no areas of concern between the period of December to July 2020, okay? So it's just recording what's been said, what's been agreed, any promises that one party's made to the other. Is it enforceable? No. Because underneath the recitals we have the court order and it's only what comes underneath the order that's enforceable. Where it says the court orders that or the court orders as follows, whatever follows from that is enforceable.
5: Okay. So what I'm wondering is,
0: is
5: it worth arguing this the fact it's in the recital going obviously back to court through fact finding hearings things like that and it taking longer to get this in place and over line or because it's in recital is it easier almost to go that's fine just leave it and let's get signed off do you see what i mean i
0: do it depends if it's going to have an impact on the case moving forward doesn't it it just depends i i'm a okay. big believer in accuracy because if yeah. you let one thread unravel, before you know it, you've got no jumper left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, 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 yeah. I'm a big believer in just making sure that, especially on a legal document like a court order, we've got absolute accuracy.
5: Okay. As I say, it just seemed odd because we went to court and they said, well, just stick it in a recital. And there was sort of no evidence provided. And it's almost like court <laughs> just wanted to get over the line. and Yeah.
0: I if mean look if, if the judge has approved that it should go in the recital then I probably wouldn't argue with the court okay but it I, I don't know if the judge has said that or if that's just solicitors you know negotiating that I don't know
5: there's miscommunication of if it was the judge saying if you both can agree yeah or if the judge said it should go in so oh, at okay. the moment we I'm questioning it with magistrates find out uh, what actually was said
0: okay that's so, fine
5: do you see what i mean yes
0: yeah uh-huh. i i think but, i think that part's important yeah,
5: yeah. okay all, all right, right. now that answers my question that's brilliant Thank okay
0: you. thanks bye
5: all right cheers bye-bye
0: james i'm going to come to you Martha did see you oh james has dropped out as well but everyone's dropping out on me um so lauren i'm going to come to you um, Mart, put your hand up again, and I'll invite you back up onto the stage. So Mart and Captain generally help me out in the last questions on behalf of other people, which is why I always jump them to the to the top. Um, Lauren, you're on the stage. What's your question? Hi there. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Ah,
7: oh, thank you. I'm just asking a question on behalf of someone. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read up a document that I've got. It's just, um, the question is... Um, so, the person I'm asking the question on behalf of, her partner of 10 years, has met a Ukrainian woman um, eight months ago. Um, the person I'm asking the question on behalf of and her partner are still sharing a home and he's continuing to see this woman. Now, he is saying that they're living separate lives, um, but his behaviour is quite confusing and it does fluctuate. Um, and he is saying, and my, the, basically the question is, um what is the legal ground if she, uh, if he wanted to move uh, this woman into the family home?
0: The home is owned by who? Sorry, Lauren. So the home is owned by um, both partners. Okay. And in both
7: paid mortgage, and both it's in both their names.
0: Okay. So as a legal owner, she could object to that, yes. Because it it um, it, it it's her home. And, you know, it's different having friends round for a visit. She probably struggled or anything about that. But to actually move somebody in, is she still living there? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, while she's still living there, she could object to that, absolutely.
7: Okay, thank you. And would that be just, would she have to make an application to court?
0: Yeah, 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 she'd only do it by way of a court order, yeah. Okay, All and right. in the
7: interim, would it would an option be to contact the police? Or would that not be a route that you well, would
0: It's not really a criminal matter, is it? If he's just moved somebody in. There hasn't been any criminal activity there. Um mm-hmm. so the police would only be called if there was an affray or a, you know, a disagreement, somebody was getting hurt or what have you. Um but mm-hmm. no, so her first call I think would be a solicitor. Okay, All thank right. you. And I just had
7: one other question, if that's okay. Um if one of the partners wants to sell the home and the other doesn't would that also have to be resolved um, yep. by a court
0: perspective yep. as well? that's also a court yeah. order, yeah. All right, thank, thank you, you Lauren. Thank you. For... Bye-bye. Uh, the garden creator, um, you are up next. What's your question?
8: Hello,
3: thanks Hello.
0: for
8: taking my question. That's i okay. um, I've got two questions, is that that's OK. Yeah. Um, I have the first is regarding school Uh, We have a child arrangements order in place where I collect the children from school on Sundays. Yeah. Um, Recently, it's happened a few times now, the school are not releasing the children to me despite having a copy of the court order. There's no welfare concerns or anything raised like that. Uh, They're releasing the children to the mother despite the court order in place, um, saying that children should be coming with me. Uh, The school even have a policy saying that they will not release the children to a parent if it breaches a court order. I've also just found out that they've been, when I've been asking for information about my children, they've been forwarding my emails to the mother and asking for her consent to give me any information before replying to me, which I find completely weird. Um, I'm about to complain to the school, but I've, I don't want to be overreacting to this, but I feel I've got very good grounds for complaint in that they're essentially. Releasing the children to the mother when I have a court order in place saying that I should be picking them up from school. And secondly, they're not sort of treating me independently as a parent in terms of giving me the information that I I'm just asking, just things like attendance and how they're getting on at school and yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I um, think I think you're absolutely sure. right. I mean, if I were in your shoes, you may maybe you've already done this, but I'd be making an appointment to speak to the head teacher. Um, and I would be attending that appointment with the court order, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be sort of confrontational, but I would be just like, just help me understand why the children aren't being released to me um, when here is the court order saying that I collect them from school every Monday and Tuesday or whatever it is. Yeah, so I've,
8: the last time it happened, they were in the playground watching because they knew it was gonna happen. And I said to them, please, can you enforce your policy? Where you're not going to release the children to me? And their response was, well, what do you expect us to do? And my answer was, well, the last time it happened, you allowed the mother to come into the back door of the school to collect the children. And the time before that, you just said to me, we're not releasing the children to you. Yes, yeah, so I think. Your... Who,
0: first of um, all, who, who are you talking to? Who was that person? This, in is, that... this
8: is the head teacher. This okay. is the head teacher and deputy head, who's the head of safeguarding. And I've spoken to both of them numerous times now, okay. like three times that it's happened. And they just. Refusing to
0: then, then I think I think it probably needs to be. You need to ask them to place it in writing why they feel the need to breach a court order. That there's obviously something amiss here because it's very unusual for a school to go against a court order. So that's, as long that's, as the order that's my says, concern. and yeah. I've just
8: done a subject access request to to see what's going, see if there's anything that's going on. And what I've seen from that is that they're just forwarding my emails to the mother and speaking to her, okay. arranging to speak to her. Okay. before replying to me. She's obviously got some sort of influence to say, I want this to happen, and the school is sort but she
0: can't, of out-hanging to her She can't demands. really oh, feel influence... Like, uh, although over, I can, Yeah, I'm going to say, she can't influence over a court order. Ask the school to place it in writing why they why they think it's OK to breach the court order. Because the thing is, raising a complaint is one thing, but actually you're not getting to see your kids. Um, so I think I would be... Um, I, I would, that's I would, ultimately
8: my concern, is that yeah. people, The court has decided that it's in their welfare interest to have a relationship with me via the arrangements, and the school is sort of undermining that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Secondly, uh, we had a divorce hearing about the family home being sold. It's going to be sold. Uh, That's in the process. The mother, in her statement, said that if it's going to be sold, she's going to relocate with the children to Dubai, which is a non-Hague convention country, so no repatriation reciprocation thing. Um. The signs are that she's going to be moving locally once the house is sold, but those are only indications that I've got. Her actual statement says that it's an eventuality and she intends to move to Dubai. And when I've yeah. spoken to her, she says that she is going to do that. I've asked her for reassurances that she's not, um, but recently she's just refused to correspond on any matters whatsoever, including yeah, so, the school issue. So
0: you need to be getting a privileged steps order. Um, if she's put it down in writing, then we have to accept that she's going to Dubai, and if you're not in agreement to that, then a C100 prohibited steps order to stop her from going. Okay, so okay, that's yeah, what that's you need to do. Pretty much what there. I
8: thought was yeah. going to happen, and I thought yeah. if I'm going to make that as well, is there any sort of specific issues order that or enforcement I could apply for at the same time to stop her trying to interfere with the school pickups? Because ultimately, it's the school's responsibility who they release the children to. But it's still her that's breaching the order, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm not I really mean, sure who
0: you could I you can... you could go back and ask the court I mean, you shouldn't have to do this, but you can go back and ask the court to be very specific in the in its wording, um, you know, sort of name the school that the children go to and say that the you know the school, you know, whatever it might be, St John's, is to release the children to the father on these days and just be very specific um the ch- oh, okay, the the, yeah. the school aren't really you can't join them as a party so the court um, can't direct um them as such but they can certainly name the school and be very specific it could be in the communication it could be in the wording of the order as to why all this is breaking down it cuz it's not adding up to me what you're telling me isn't adding up so that there's something amiss there but i'll i'll, I'll it, leave that one with you all right okay thank you very thank much for you. your help you're thank welcome bye 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 Um, Vic, you are next. What's your question? Hi. Um, Right, a bit of a, um,
9: well, not a strange one, but a bit of a complicated one. Nine weeks ago, I had to revoke access um, for mental health issues. Um, Nine weeks down the line, obviously, gone to mediation, um, done all that and got a message last week, just as we're about uh, following the MIAM. That there's been a no notice hearing applied for yeah now, obviously I'm not sure what that's about or what to expect yeah other than what dr. Google mm. tells me um, so I'm obviously a bit weary of what I'm reading online yeah and um, what should I be doing should um you know so I've prepped statements and what not to submit Um and the reasoning behind why I've done what I've done, um, it wasn't a choice I took lightly, obviously. Um, It's been a long time coming, a couple of years, actually, Uh, but enough was enough. Um, But obviously, I was prepared to go through the mediation to put steps in place to prevent any further issues down the line. But obviously, from my point of view, he's waited for the certificate to be able to hit the C 100 route on a without notice hearing so what can I expect from that what does it entail because I'm getting conflicting information obviously online
0: if a hearing is listed without notice then chances are you won't be there um, because it's without notice to you so it will be ex parte the other side by the sounds of it and I don't know I'm just summarizing but the other side have potentially made what we call an ex parte application. So on, on a matter of urgency, where they can't give you notice, they simply need to get before the court. Um, and the court usually grants an interim order and then list it for return date in sort of seven to 10 days. So if you've been served with the papers, that's a little bit confusing, because no notice means that you don't get notice of that. Um, as before, no. <laughs> Uh, no,
9: it's not a case of no. He's messaged me um, at the right. risk of sounding horrible. He is a narcissist, and he is. Re- his, okay. He, well, he then take. A lot of coercive, I, dispe- I wouldn't. I would I
0: wouldn't take. Um, I wouldn't take your lead from text messages. Wait until you get served from the court, because the court's going to then give you permission to file statements, etc. So you you right. you wait until you receive documents from the court because all this could just be fabricated
9: right. yeah I, yeah, it's one of those I just don't know yeah whether it is legit or a red herring um, you'll,
0: you'll know if it's legit be, uh, you'll know if it's legit because the court will serve you with papers eventually
9: right okay well I've not had anything as of yet and he, messaged, you the, he messaged this last Friday Um okay literally literally following the media the miam um so it kind of threw threw me off um can i also ask from a family point of view because obviously the home i'm in as well is my home it was prior to the marriage and the children um and basically what he's saying is that he's requesting for full custody of the children and to have me removed from the property of his property as he's put it yeah um my situation is that back in 2015 he convinced me to sign the house over into his name having followed um quite a dangerous pregnancy and a child that was in hospital for some time who's quite poorly still um obviously i did it without thinking um that not thinking that we'd be in this situation all these years later um will he succeed with that as in so, having me remove yeah. when i'm the one paying the mortgage and have them since twin, I have always played the mortgage. To okay, be let me fair, let always. me let me jump He's in. He's never contributed. Let me
0: jump in because regardless of the context you're giving me, I'm not able to give you advice as to his prospects of success. Okay, you're talking about an occupation right. order. He would have to make application for an occupation order to get you removed. He's then making an application order using the C100 for full custody of the children. That does right. require you to have some advice okay so you're going to need to speak to a family law solicitor not only to find out his chances of success but also what you are entitled to okay because the backstory there and i know you shared a little bit with me is is slightly more complicated than that there are children involved um and obviously the house used to be in your name so that you're going to need to take um advice on all right
9: No, that's fine. Um, But no, thank you very much for the hearing thing. Because I no notice. Because I just that was the main concern. I just didn't know what to expect. Everything was so conflicting online. Um, So much appreciated. Thank you very much.
0: Pleasure. Okay. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Um, someone on TikTok says, do I do French law? I wish I did, but sadly I don't. And someone else has asked if I do property law. Sadly, I don't do that either. Strictly family over here. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Trace. How are you? you well?
10: Yeah, not too bad. Yourself?
0: Good. Yeah, I'm OK. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. How can I help? Right.
10: I've got a few for you, well, and I apologise for the ones that I don't get through, but I've literally got an inbox full, so you just need to tell me to stop when, whenever okay. you want, right? OK. Um, right, so the first one is, um, I'm being held a financial prisoner. I know my ex-husband can't buy me out, but he won't. Um, I don't want to force the sale of the house, but can I order a financial investigation as part of the form to see his savings?
0: When he she... won't
10: sign the divorce yeah. and engage in any legal proceedings. Yeah. We are living in the same house due to his financial control over me.
0: Yeah. Um, so, with let's start with the divorce first because we really do have to get that up and running. And it's a great question. Um, you you really do need to start that first because we have to be halfway through the divorce, and I won't use all the legal language, but we have to be halfway through the legal divorce. Sorry, the, the divorce before we can get the financial order. Um, He can't stop her from getting a divorce. She can file it online, Um, she can pay the divorce, the court fee. If she can't afford that, she can do an EX-160 and ask for fee remission um, and at least get that bit started. Now with the finances, if he's refusing to engage in that as well, then obviously she's got to do the Form A and the court's going to order him to um, file and serve his financial paperwork. So it's going to be difficult when the other side don't engage. The main disadvantage is that it slows the process down, but it doesn't stop us getting to the finish line. Okay. Yep. Great. Next one. Okay.
2: Yep.
10: Um, The next
2: one.
10: I am a nun who is trying to have contact with my grandkids. Um, They take into account contact centre and say they don't want to talk to me. Yeah. The contact lady has concerned. What does this mean? Concerned identified from this session is how they managed of any concerns that the contact supervisor might have. Yeah. Any child, any concern the parent or child raises during contact. Yeah. If you notice an injury or on the child, um, it says concerned that identified with the girls being adamant not wanting to have contact with Nan, regardless of reassurance.
0: Right. What's the question there, Mark?
10: Uh, I think the the contact, uh, the question is, um, I think, obviously, Nan is trying to get contact. Um, I don't think the children are wanting to engage, although it's in a contact centre, but the children are still not wanting to engage, even though they're being reassured
0: yeah i mean what can be
1: done well
0: i mean maybe we should be looking at an alternative venue than a contact center contact centers aren't great places to have contact with children you know they really are they can be and and all due respect to the contact centers that that are out there and and the staff that work in them but they're not ideal you know they're not ideal they're there because with are specific welfare concerns If the children aren't enjoying the contact, then we're going to need to think outside the box, really, because it's got got to be what's in the child's best interests. And if Nana's wanting to have Mm -hmm. some care, and the court have ordered that she can have some supervised care, and the children aren't enjoying it, let's get round the table and think of something else. That's what I'd be saying there.
10: Okay, no worries. Um, The next one is, I have major safeguarding concerns about my son's dad, so I've stopped contact. Am I allowed to decline contact? And if so, do I need to take it back to a solicitor?
0: No, you don't. You've got parental responsibility and you can exercise that parental responsibility or PR by stopping contact if you feel there are welfare concerns. Okay? What generally happens is you stop contact, the other side then make an application to the court because they want contact and the whole thing goes back to court anyway. Not always, but the majority of time. Um, But no, if it's genuine welfare concerns, you can exercise your PR and stop contact. It's got to be genuine, though. You might want to take some advice as to whether they're genuine. And the reason I say that is that I've honestly, over the years, I've had parents ring me up and say, I really want to stop contact because I'm desperately concerned. And when I ask why, it's because of the food that the other parent's feeding them. You know, well, he, he always gives them burger and chips. Well, that's not really a welfare concern. So I wouldn't be advising to stop contact on that, you know what I mean? I I know that was probably an extreme example, but I have had that over the years. So, you know, people, what's a welfare concern to one person might not necessarily be a welfare concern to the court.
10: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, the next one is yeah. um, my son's dad is in prison. CMS have told me. Yeah. His new partner says he wants to see my son. He is eight. He hasn't seen him since he was three. Yeah. Or spoken to him. Am I a right? Am I, do I have a right to decline contact? I have asked why he's in there, but they won't tell
0: me. What was the first bit? A right? She wants to decline contact because of dad's what?
10: Um, Dad is in prison, so CMS have informed mum that dad is in prison. Yeah. He he hasn't seen the child since he was three. The child is now eight. Yeah. Not even spoken to him within that time. Yeah. Do I have a right to they know to contact? Absolutely,
0: absolutely you've got a right to say no. Now, I'm not saying that the court will agree with her, but yes, her question to to us is, do I have a right? I think sometimes, well, a lot of times, people ask the wrong questions. Am I likely to succeed if I continue to say no? That I don't know. Um, that I, I'd need to take, you know, that that's where she needs the advice there. Um, because let's say yep. dad's in prison for fraud. Well, that's not really yep. going to, you know, harm the child as such. The prison environment might, but then it might, might be a, an open prison. I, I don't know. Um, but yes, she has a right to say no if she feels it's not in the child's best interests. All right. Okay. What what I'll do, um, Marty, is I'll li- I'll li- I'll leave you there for a second, but I'll just take a couple yeah, no other worries. questions. All right, but I'll come back to you. Yeah, no okay, worries. right, Moonshine. Let me take your question. How can I help? Hi. Good evening. Hello. Um,
2: I have a financial resolution hearing on yeah. in June. Yeah. It's our second hearing. Yeah. Um, it's been classified as an informal hearing, as we neither of us have any representation. Yes. Um. I haven't been asked to provide any um, anything for that court date. I've only been given the court date um, sent through to me. At yeah. um, our first hearing, the judge did say I'd have to prepare a pack and an updated financial position, but I haven't received any details of what I need to provide.
0: OK. Are you the applicant or the respondent? I just wondered if it's... I'm the applicant. OK. So you, you will have had the directions from the first appointment which will generally be replies to questionnaires, updating financial disclosure, uh, providing your mortgage capacity, those sorts of standard directions. There might have been a valuation of a property thrown in there, an actuary's report. So as the applicant, it's your job really to go through that last order that you've had and use that as a bit of a checklist Mm -hmm. to, to, to check everything off, has everything been done? Okay, so everything
2: that I was asked at the first one
0: that I did submit,
2: Great. so um, they've already had everything. I have checked through all of that.
0: Perfect. So you've sent it to the court and you've sent it to the other side. Yes. Yeah, fabulous. Well, that's all you need to do. So now we're going to turn up at court. And of course, if you can't agree on the second hearing, the court's going to list it for a third hearing, and that's when the court's going to decide. Okay.
2: The, um, um, one other quick question is that since we went to the first court hearing and my ex-partner submitted his financial position, um, he had significant amount of savings, which he did declare to the judge. Um, since that date, um, he's done everything in his power to spend that money, luxurious holidays and so forth. Um, I just wondered, um, where do I stand in terms of evidence at our next hearing? Um, because I feel like he's done it because so he wants the house, the property sold, um, so, so that he can release the equity.
0: So that's why we asked for updating disclosure. If he's admitted it at okay. the first hearing um, and it will be in a bank, it will no longer be in a bank because he spent it on the holidays. So then what you're yes. asking the judge is to make an adjustment. So let's say there was £50,000 um, in that bank account mm-hmm. and it was going to be £25,000 each. But he spent the fifty. So what you're then saying is, well in the property judge, can I take an extra 25 from that and we call that an adjustment to rectify, you know, okay. just to just to reflect the fact he's already had my share of the savings.
2: So um how do I get him to declare his updated financial position well, for the next Well he's, he's
0: been ordered to do it. That's what I mean, the court order will have ordered you both to provide updating disclosure.
2: Ah, I see. Okay. All right. That's fine. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh Chow, you are up next. What's your question?
3: Hi. Okay. Hello. Um yes. Um, I just wanted to ask, um my other half has two two children uh, well, two children with his ex. Yeah. Um, ex-wife. They're divorced now. Um so the eldest is at university and he's turned twenty, so his money stopped. Um, The uh, the youngest is just turned 18. And she's still at college. Um, So I'm assuming that the the money for the maintenance will stop when she finishes college. Um, But then she's uh, his ex is demanding more money. Because the eldest is at university. Can she do that?
0: That's more of a maintenance question, if I'm honest with you. Is there any sort of financial Mm -hmm. order from the family court here? No?
3: No. No. It was was a a personal agreement between the two parents.
0: Okay, well then then it's not enforceable if it's just a personal agreement. So it's not enforceable. And if it's a question in relation to maintenance, then that person's better off seeking the, the CMS guidance on that one. Um, as, as family lawyers, right. we just don't get involved in the maintenance side of things.
3: Right, okay. That's fine. Um, she, she keeps uh, threatening to go to DSA.
0: Um, um, fine. Yeah, 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 no, that's fine. Let her do yeah. that. Yeah, let her do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joe. Okay. All right. Okay, Thank bye. you. Thank you. Thanks. Right guys, brings us to an end of another family law session with The Legal Queen, so I hope those of you that asked a question um, got something out of that. Um, Hopefully I was able to help a few people this evening that are either stuck in the process or just worried about things. A lot of times people are just a little bit worried about what to do, especially if you are representing yourself and you are receiving solicitor's letters. Um, Another thing that I say to people is, when we write letters um, to the other side we 're not even thinking about them when we get home so sometimes, if you actually make the solicitor real, you know that letter that you 've received make that they 're still a person too, and it 's all just strategy honestly it's it 's all just legals i 'm sure there's people out there that receive letters from me, um, but i 'm working on the best part of of my client, so please don 't be too concerned about it we don 't have the power that the court does, okay. Um, Anyway, on that note, I will say good evening to you all. Um, I'm back here again, obviously not Monday again next week, because it's the bank holiday. So back here again, Tuesday and Wednesday, 6 till 7. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up. Natasha, I did try again. Have a look at your mic and your headphones, and maybe I'll be able to hear you next week. So until next Tuesday, guys, um, I will say bye-bye, and take care until then. Bye. Um, so that's me saying goodbye to those on Discord, um, TikTok Live and Facebook. Just wanted to say a massive thank you to all my helpers on the TikTok Live, as ever. You guys know who you are. Uh, Mart, thank you again. And Captain, I did see you join the queue. I did go to um, join you, Mart, uh, Captain, but obviously you you fell out. Uh, not so, Not too sure what happened there. Um, Facebook Live, thank you. We don't often go live on the Facebook. Um, so we're introducing that as and when we can. Uh, Back again here next Tuesday, as I've just said. Until then, take care and look after yourselves. Bye, guys.